Women's Month in South Africa is a time to reflect on women who have shaped the world today, as well as to celebrate inspirational women who continue to raise the bar for future generations. Today, we're chatting to Kelly de Kock, who is the Chief Operating Officer for Old Mutual's Wealths International and Private Client Capabilities. Kelly's got a strong educational background, and for more than 14 years, she has been working in the financial services sector in the areas of asset management and corporate finance and investor relations. Kelly, it's a long intro, but uh, I think it kind of gives us the gravitas of exactly what you're doing and why you're here. Firstly, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be on. Women's Month, Women's Day, the focus is on women in South Africa. Let's crack on straight away and ask the most important question really is, what does this all mean for you? For me, Women's Day is really a celebration and acknowledgement of the many roles that women play. So we wives, we mothers, we daughters, we sisters, friends, leaders, colleagues, teachers, and, and many, many more. So for me, it's a day to celebrate and to acknowledge what we contribute to the world. So personally, I've been trying to celebrate women for the whole month. On my personal social media, I'm celebrating one woman every day, honoring one powerful woman um, for every day of the month. And it's really made me realize how lucky I am to have all of these women in my life that I respect and admire. On the exco of the Association of Black Securities and Investment Professionals, or ABSIP, And we've also hosted numerous webinars for women throughout the month who are powerhouses in the financial services sector and allowed them really to share their stories of how they got to where they are and to motivate and inspire younger women. And we're hosting a larger event on Wednesday, also featuring Dr. Pumzile Mlambo-Nuka and um, numerous CEOs to really talk about the shifts that we experience in our working lives at the moment and what that means for women and how we can continue to ensure that we grow women leaders. So for me, it's not Women's Day, it's definitely Women's Month. These types of activities are really what it's all about, celebrating women, empowering women, and acknowledging everything that women do. You're in a leadership role. You are most certainly, from from what I hear, just chatting to you for the last two or three minutes, playing a pivotal role in guiding women into a a new leadership kind of role. I want to know what you think women's role should be in leadership. How does that plan out in in your mind? Okay, so, I mean, I think for me, a key attribute of any leadership team, and, you know, let's talk about leadership teams, because I think that, you know, that's really where we need to focus. It's never about one person. So a key attribute of any strong leadership team is diversity. And diversity comes in many forms. And gender is just one element of it. But in order to successfully lead a business, the leadership needs to reflect the employee base as far as possible in terms of race, gender, background, culture, and as many other factors as possible. So, I mean, I think without generalizing, it's widely acknowledged that men and women have different leadership styles, and they tend to approach leadership from different perspectives. And it's really these divergent ways of dealing with issues that makes women an essential part of every good leadership team. So um, when I interviewed for my current role, I was asked by my current boss whether I'm ready to be a mother. And it was very tongue in cheek at the time, but I've reflected on it many times in the last two years in this role. And I think as as women leaders, we often play somewhat of a mothering role um, because we're supporting our teams, we're encouraging and motivating them, and then meeting our discipline actually where it's required. 
So I think <laughs> what men and women bring to the table in terms of leadership styles are different, but they're also complementary, which comes back to my point about diversity. It's not just about how we look, but it's it's diversity in the way that we think and approach challenges and in how we brought up. And the more diversity we can bring into leadership in South Africa, the more we will all benefit. Well, the spotlight very much on COVID-19 and the lockdown and South Africa and the world kind of closing down for a while. We've had the unfortunate situation where we cannot ignore uh, gender-based violence. And this pops its ugly head up every single time when we talk about Women's Month, Women's Day and women in South Africa specifically. Let's turn our attention to the men in our society. And is it fair to perhaps assume that men are feeling a little bit threatened? in society because of the empowerment of women? So the fact that we even need to ask this question makes me angry. I mean, I understand why it's being asked, but it somehow implies that beating women is a way of men showing their strength and putting women in their place. I mean, I guess it's the underlying assumption behind the question that bothers me. Do women need to be weak in order for men to feel strong? It implies a huge problem with our society if good, strong men can't coexist with strong, powerful women. So, I mean, surely what we want in order to really start addressing the problems that we face, like poverty, inequality, poor education system, rampant unemployment, lack of economic growth, is for men and women to really be able to work together to solve these challenges. So, I mean, I think to to try and answer the question, I think there are so many social and psychological factors behind gender-based violence. Um, I can't even understand, I mean, begin to understand them. But I think it's a real threat and and we can't ignore it and we can't minimize it because it affects so many of us directly and indirectly. So I don't know what all the contributing factors are, but what I am sure of is that we can't allow the threat of violence to stop women from rising to the top in all areas of our lives. When we see so many powerful women today making huge strides in the world of science and technology, government, politics, so many others, and this has to continue, Making women weaker can't be a solution to stopping gender-based violence. It's our individual and collective strength as women that will help us to actually overcome it. A lot of uh, different generations, a lot of different mindsets, a lot of different ways of thinking when it comes to Generation Y and Z. And a lot of new blood is coming into the outskirts and going to be slowly making its way into the corporate world. I'm interested to, to first of all hear about your thoughts on the new way of thinking when it comes to women in leadership roles, certainly uh, from generations Y and Z. How are you tackling that? So um, I think actually we've moved far past the world where women need to act like men in order to be successful. Um, it's certainly not, not how I operate. <laughs> Look, it's, it's not a way of thinking that I've ever subscribed to. Um, you know, one important lesson that I've learned from the younger generation and my stepdaughters in particular, you know, is the absolute fluidity of gender these days. There's a complete distancing from heteronormative stereotypes. They are the, who they are and they love who they love. They don't care if it's a boy or a girl or, you know, anything in between. So my daughters are not growing up in a world where women are taught to behave one way and men in a different way. They hold us all to the same standards as human beings rather than as men and women. And more than progressing the women's movement, I think that what these generations are are moving towards is a world where women's movement is completely unnecessary. So, I mean, look, that said, the world is still some distance away in the Western world and and more so um, in many other cultures. So in the meantime, I think we are still desperately in need of these young female generation X and Y, you know, these role models fighting for women to have equal rights. 
So, you know, from a personal perspective, I strongly believe in authentic leadership and, you know, leading from a place that is authentically you and that, you know, we can only hope to influence others if we, if we actually understand ourselves and know what we stand for. I think if, if we as women try to emulate men in our leadership styles, we lose an essential part of ourselves and our ability to lead authentically. For better or worse, I mean, we are products of our upbringing and the challenges that have brought us to where we are today. So as women, I mean, I think this makes us empathetic to our employees. It makes us more collaborative and inclusive in our approach to solving problems. And it gives us the ability to distinguish, I think, between leadership and management. I love that. In that case, (laughs) off the back of that answer, do you think then that that men have an important role, if any, really, to play in, in supporting uh, women in the workplace, or do you think the time has come for you to take the baton and, and do it yourselves? Or is there a, a collaborative role perhaps in play here? You know, I think we should just get rid of men completely. Um, that's, a, that's a joke. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, absolutely, I think men have a, a critical role to play. So, I mean, the reality of the financial services industry is that it remains largely a male dominated industry. Right. So this makes the role of men absolutely critical to the empowerment of women in this industry, because, I mean, you can't if, if you take the males out of the equation, who is there to actually support the women coming up? So I don't believe that there are many men out there who think that women are inferior or seek to exclude them from senior positions. But I think there is this unconscious bias we all have. And it results in us feeling more connected to people who look like us and who have similar backgrounds to us. And this really perpetuates the lack of diversity in leadership in our industry and and in many others. I think the male leaders in our industry need to become aware of their unconscious bias and actually consciously seek to mentor and support women in their organizations and to really recognize the benefits of diversity in leadership teams. That unconscious bias is something that I think is going to take a long time to work uh, work itself out of the system. You've got a big task ahead of you as, as women to uh, to get us men right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we're very patient creatures. It's amazing. Kelly, I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap up. You mentioned that you were posting on your social media about strong women, empowered women, leaders, people who have really made a difference. Who stood out for you? Who's made you sit up and go, now that's somebody that I really respect? Oh, wow. There are so many. But look, just in, in my personal life, and, and let me start personal, because I think you can learn so much from the people who are just close to you. I mean, my mom growing up, you know, she was a teacher. She was taking care of three kids. She was looking after her mom and she never broke a sweat. You know, so there was never a thing of the male, my dad was dominant in the household. It was always equal. And I think that's really what I grew up seeing. And now today, I mean, I've got a mother-in-law who is 83. She is still actually working out of choice and and she's phenomenal. And she mentors all these younger women. She works with Shazen. So it's that multi-level marketing stuff, but she mentors women. She teaches them. She helps them to like achieve their goals, which is absolutely wonderful. My sister-in-law is an acclaimed artist, like a famous, well-known South African artist. And you would never say it by just engaging with these women that they are such actual powerhouses because they play their cards so close to the chest, they're down to earth, they are everyday women. So I have so many examples just in my own life of these amazing women. For example, this week, I, I mentioned what we're doing with Absip for Women's Day. So we have Putima and Yelena Bengwa as one of our panelists. 
And she's the CEO of NASPA South Africa at the moment, you know, and I've, I've had the opportunity to meet her and chat to her and she is phenomenal. And we had Karabo Murule the other day as well. And, you know, them telling these stories of how they came up to be where they are are just so inspiring. So I'm spoiled for choice. I mean, it's very difficult to pick one or two. Well, you come off a really good base, considering the fact that you've mentioned some amazingly powerful women in your family. You've obviously taken on a lot of their qualities, which is why we have you on this podcast to be able to talk to you. You're an inspiring uh, human being, and we, uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to chat to us on the podcast today. Go well into the future. May those challenges when it comes to uh, the genders get easier and easier in the workplace. Kelly DeCock, thank you so much. It's great. Thank you so much. This was amazing. At Old Mutual Wealth, we're committed to taking active measures to enable an environment of equality and fairness. Old Mutual Wealth is proud of the diversity at Exco and senior management levels. We also realize that numbers are not the only challenge. Creating an enabling environment for women to succeed and thrive is just as important. And we'll continue to strive to build this culture in our business. Old Mutual Wealth is an elite service offering brought to you by several licensed financial services providers in the Old Mutual Group. Together with a financial planner, our team of experienced specialists go to great lengths to understand what drives you. Once we know your life goals, we model a strategy around your specific needs, supported by a multi-skilled team dedicated to taking your wealth further. Get in touch with a financial planner today to find out more at 0860-999-199. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.